Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk in daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. And so this morning, I want to talk to you. I have the privilege and the honor of sharing with you um, this morning. And I want to ask the question, if Jesus came to die for us, why did he? Why did he die for us? Why did he come and go through all of the agony? Now, I don't know about you, but we have little kids, and I realize there's kids in the room, so parents, I'm going to give you a little bit of a heads up that I'm going to read a little bit this morning from the Journal of the American Medical Association on what Jesus went through. I'm giving you that little bit of a heads up. Hopefully, some of the kids don't even understand what I'm talking about. But I want to share this with you because we had this neat experience with our kids this uh, last couple weeks. Um, I wasn't home, so I can say it was my wife's fault. She... She, uh, they sat down as a family to enjoy David and Goliath. But they watched a David and Goliath with real actors. So how many people know that in church, when we tell the story of David and Goliath, we end where David hit him in the head with the stone? See, a few people are catching on in this section. Well, this movie didn't. It told the whole story. Not just the VeggieTale version. <laughs> and so when I got home, my son comes up to me and he goes, Daddy, Daddy, you didn't tell me the whole story. <laughs> David cut his head off. <laughs> like, yes, he did. It just gives you a whole different perspective of what we paint on our nursery walls in our churches, isn't it? Look at Noah in the Ark, it's so beautiful. Where's all the people outside? <laughs> Think about that one for a minute. You'll catch on. I like to have fun in church, but I believe that we can have fun and still change our world. And so Jesus, I want to look at his pain. In Luke 22, it says this in verse 63. It says, the men who were guarding Jesus began mocking and beating him. They blindfolded him and demanded, prophesy, who hit you? And they said many other insulting things to him. As I read through what he went through, I realize that as a Christian, I have yet to be persecuted. I have yet to hit hard times. In Matthew 27, verse 26, it says, Then he released Barabbas to them, but he had Jesus flogged and handed over to be crucified. The Roman flogging was so brutal that sometimes the victim died before they even made it to the cross. So I'm going to read to you. The Romans used whips, we call it a cat of nine tails, a silver, with several, several strips of leather in it, which in it were pieces of bone and lead. The Jews limited the number of stripes in a maximum of 40, and so a lot of times they counted to 39 just to be a case somebody miscounted. Nobody wants miscounting on that one. Flogging was their practice. It was a legal preliminary to every Roman execution. The only people that were sometimes exempt were women and senators and soldiers. The usual instrument, as we talked about, was a cat of nine tails. It had sheep bones tied in different spots, iron and balls in different uh, bones. For the whipping, men used to strip the person of their clothes 
and tie their hands to an upright post. Their back and buttocks and legs were flogged by two soldiers or by one who switched sides. This affinity depend on the deposition of the uh, soldiers, and it intended to weaken the victim to the state just short or cl- of collapse or death. And after they did this, the soldiers often taunted them. The Roman soldiers repeatedly struck their victims in the back with full force. The balls in the wood would, in the bones would deep cut into them and then rip off. As it continued, it would be so deep, it would begin to tear the skeleton muscles and produce quivering through the body, the blood loss and pain, usually to the state of shock. Many victims never made it to the cross. It is not known whether or not the number of lashes was limited to 39 with Jesus, because with the Greek words, as they look into it, they just know that it was horrible. They honestly don't know if they stopped at 39. The soldiers were amused that this weakened a man who claimed to be a king and began to mock him by placing a robe on his shoulders and a crown on his head. Then they spit in his face, struck him with wood on the head, and began to rip out his beard and tell him to prophesy. And then when he didn't, they would rip the robe off, reopening his wounds. I share that not to gross us out. I share that not to shock anybody in the room, but I share it for us to remember what exactly he did for us. He didn't just come and die on a cross for us. Isaiah 50, verse 6, prophesies that he would offer, I will offer up my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pull out my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. Isaiah 52, 14 so there were many who were appalled at him. His appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any man and his form marred beyond human likeness. They couldn't recognize him. This is what he went through for me. This is what he went through for you. Why did he do it? Well, see, in the beginning when Genesis, when Adam was here, Adam walked and talked with God in the garden. But when they sinned, that stopped And there was a division put in place. And it says here in Genesis 3, verse 8, When the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden, the cool of the night, the cool of the day, they hid from him. They hid from the Lord God among the trees in the garden, but the Lord had called to the man, Where are you? Exodus 26, as they're beginning to design the temple, uh, Moses is instructed, make a curtain of blue and purple and scarlet yarn and finally twist the linen. With Sherebron worked into it by a skilled craftsman. Hang it with gold hooks on four posts with accurate wood, overlaid with gold and standing on four silver bases. Hang the curtain from the glass and place the Ark of the Testimony behind the curtain. And the curtain will separate the holy place from the most holy place. There was a separation. We weren't allowed to walk with God the way he had designed it. There was a separation between us. We couldn't step into where God originally wanted us to be, walking and talking with him. 
Think about that for a moment. Think about what Adam got to experience and then Enoch got to experience. Walking with the Lord. Enoch walked with the Lord so much that God just took him home. I don't know about you, but I would love to go for a walk with the Lord. And I forget, I heard a pastor say it, that they just figured Enoch walked with the Lord and they got to a point in their walk that the Lord just said, you're closer to my house than your house. Why don't you just come to my house? And they went home. I would love to go for a walk with the Lord and not come home. Don't get me wrong, I love my family. But can you imagine to have that intimate relationship with the Lord? Luke 23, verse 44 says this, it was now about the sixth hour. Jesus is on the cross. And the darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. And the sun stopped shining. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two. And Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And when he said this, he breathed his last. By him giving up his life, he tore the curtain and allowed us back into a relationship with the Lord. His body was torn so we could be restored back into a loving relationship with Jesus, that we could walk with the Father. There was nothing separating us. We could get as close as we want. See, that's the interesting thing, isn't it? We can get as close as we want. My closeness to the Lord, your closeness to the Lord, does not depend on him. It actually depends on us. How close do you want to be to the Lord? I believe that Jesus came and died to restore the relationship, and now it's up to us to draw close to God. Hebrews 10, verse 19 to 22, it says this. Paul writes, Therefore, brothers, since we have the confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is, his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God. Draw near to him. The curtain that is his holy body. Having sacrificed himself, the curtain that is his holy body. See, I find it interesting that even when he says, before he breathes his last breath, he says, Lord, into your hands I commit my spirit. He doesn't even die. He says, I'll just give it to you. He gives his life away so that we could be restored to him, that we could step into the holies of holy. But now it's up to every one of us, because James goes on to say, Come near to God and he will come near to you. As Jesus on that day dies on the cross and he says, into your hands I commit my spirit, he tears the veil. And now, we can be as close to him as we choose. This morning I ask you, what is your choice? What is your choice? 
You might be here this morning and you've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And so a lot of us in this room would be a simple choice for us to be like, you, you just need to accept Jesus Christ. But what about the one in the room? You've been serving Jesus since Moses was alive. But you're actually no closer to him today than you were then. Thought that might be a little quieter in here. If you want a closer walk with the Lord, if you want to get closer to him, if you want to see him work through you in a mightier way, it's your choice. It's yours. See, what I love is the fact that even when we talk about the gifts of the Spirit or the fruit of the Spirit, Jesus himself says it is to his Father's glory that we bear fruit. So God actually wants us to have that. So it comes back again to us. To us. So this morning I want to ask everyone in the room. Maybe you're here and you've never accepted Jesus and today's the day that you go, you know what? I have tried everything else and nothing is working. So maybe I'll give this Jesus a try. My heart is give him a try. Give him a try. If any Christian in this room tells you that by having him in your life, your life will be perfect, they're lying to you. And so therefore, if you think they are perfect, they're not. They struggle with lying. Just having fun. But it's up to you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior into your life. And if you're here and you've served God since Moses walked the earth, my challenge for you is, if you can't point out something that has changed in your life in the last year, I would challenge you to draw closer to the Lord. Because we all clap and cheer as we talk about wanting to see this school changed and see this city changed for Jesus Christ. But in order for him to do that, he actually needs every one of us to change. He needs every one of us to become passionately in love with him. So here's what I'd like to do this morning. I'd just like everybody in the room just to close your eyes for a moment. This is just out of respect. There's not a super spiritual thing with this. It's just out of respect. And so, Father, this morning, it is our heart's desire that you have shifted people's hearts this morning, that you've drawn them into a spot with you, into a relationship with you. And so, Lord, this morning, we ask Holy Spirit for you just to begin to pull on people's hearts. And if you're here this morning with eyes closed, I just want to give you an opportunity to accept the Lord for the first time. If you're here and you've never accepted Jesus Christ in your heart, you're not even sure how you got into the building, but you're here and you want to accept Jesus for the very first time, I just want you to raise your hand, all eyes closed. I will not embarrass you, but raise it nice and high because I got lights in my face. So raise it nice and high if you want to accept Jesus Christ for the first time. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Nice and high. And keep it up for a moment. Thank you. Anybody else want to join these two? Anybody else? Keep it up. 
All right, maybe you're here this morning, and you just say, Chad, what you're talking about, I need to get closer with the Lord. I can't actually say what's changed in my life in the last year. And you believe that God is, as we've talked about, God is actually calling you into a deeper relationship with him. And you say this morning, Chad, I need to take that one step to get closer to him so I can actually realize that there's change in my life. If that's you this morning, you just need to see, to take a step closer with the Lord, eyes closed, but just raise your hand nice and high. I just want to pray with you this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep them up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Many hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. All right, let's all stand together. Here's what I want to do for the one that's the couple ones that raised their hand to accept the Lord for the first time. I'd love for everybody just to repeat after me a simple prayer. Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins so that I could be in a relationship with you. This morning I confess that I am a sinner and I need your forgiveness. So come into my life, Jesus. And forgive me. And help me to walk with you for the rest of my life. Amen. Can we just give a hand for the ones that just committed the lives to the Lord? I'm just going to pray one more time and then Chris is going to lead us in a song. But I want to pray. I'd like you guys to repeat after me again for all the ones that raised their hand to say, Chad, I'd like to take a little step farther. And so just repeat after me a simple prayer. Father, thank you for sending your son to die for me, to rip that curtain off so that I could step into a relationship with you. Father, this morning, your word tells me that if I draw close to you, you will draw close to me. So this morning, I take a step closer to you. And I say, Father, come and meet me. Speak to me and change me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well. 